Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Golly Dating Podcast. It's Fred Albert. <laughs> well, I don't know. Wow. Uh, listen, you're the one who did that. I, I don't know First what First of all, I you. don't even think I've ever seen Fat Albert. For me to have known that was not from even, Fat Not Albert. of an actual movie? Like, no, not I the car, Not the cartoon and not the I just hear movie. people say, hey, 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 or something like that, right? Wow. No, okay, that was horrible. Never Pray for my wife. She didn't have cable, <laughs> as you can tell by the, those last three days. Um, Whatever. But... <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't record this a podcast episode ahead of time. We're actually recording on vacation. Woo-hoo. So, um, yeah, we, we got the chance to go to Orlando. It's not too far from home. And we're, you know, in Disney World with the family. So we're just going to rush through this one. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for you guys that are tuned in, we didn't want to just leave something. Uh, I don't know how to say it in like the techno, technical world, but like flimsy, something, you know, blah. Thank you, thank you. Moth is Jamaican. Um, I'm going to remind you after everything that we say um, that you guys will not understand because I don't know how to translate that. You know, I just know what it, I know what it means, but I don't know how it to translate it. It means flimsy, something just... Just trash eh. and blah, you know, yeah. just thrown at you. But, but yeah, man, let's dive into this episode, you know, so if you guys are new, be sure to subscribe, like the channel, you know, I'm talking about this YouTube, but subscribe, um, share with the... F- friend tag us let us know how it's impacting you shoot us an email leave a review if you're on apple itunes or whatever it is man let's just dive into this you know so as you guys can see you know from the title we're talking about when you rush god's timing um this is something that i think is a that we can go into in a lot of detail but i don't think i, don't, I think we can drive the point home um quickly uh but i want to talk about a few things um the main idea we'll be talking from is Genesis 16. So if you guys would want to read that in context, definitely something we recommend you doing later. But we do know it's uh, possible as Christians, you know, to easily convince ourselves that our dumb decisions are a part of the will of God. Right. You know, we, we rush what God wants us to do. We rush where God wants us to be. We rush what God, who he wants us to be connected to, you know, and make a lot of decisions without him, you know, and then seek his approval after the fact to try to get his blessing. I mean, I know Safa's guilty of it because she's so hasty. Oh, and please. <laughs> you know, I was just about to ask you, do you feel if there, there was ever a time that you rushed God's timing? No. And it didn't work out? Um, well, well, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, I think if people have been following Golly Dating for a while, they knew we had more pages than the Golly Dating 101. But because I don't want to seem... I didn't even consider that one. Yeah, but because I don't want to seem petty, you know... Um, definitely friends, you know, things didn't work out as planned, but we rushed business decisions in the past because we thought, okay, well, perfect. This is a great way to exit the military. Money is flowing. And, you know, and then we made some decisions that we shouldn't have because we didn't go about it with enough prayer or to have yeah. clear direction and it did not end properly. Right. I think we lost a part of our ministry in the, in the, in the, um, and the whole thing, you know, and then, but I do feel as though God knew that we were, we wanted to do the right thing. And mm-hmm. so even in all of that, he yeah. blessed us. It still worked out, you know? Yeah, there were some blessings from it. So I, you know, it was a lesson learned. Oh, yeah, definitely <laughs> lessons like learned. Um, and that's the reason why we try to tell people that just because you made a poor decision doesn't mean God can't redeem it in the end. But please understand that it does have consequences. But we're going to obviously talk about that. And, you know, in a few of the points today, Um you know, I asked my parents, you know, since we're on vacation with them, like, hey, when, when, why do you tell people not to rush God's timing? Or what does it look like? Or, you know, asking their opinions on certain things. 
um, you know, in regards to this topic. And my dad, he was like, what kind of catastrophe are you trying to end up in? You know what I mean? Right. But he said it in a Jamaican way, so <laughs> you guys wouldn't be able to understand that. But he's just looking like it depends on basically how you're trying to destroy your life. You know, like you trying to do something without God. It doesn't matter how good the situation may look. It doesn't matter how you have it planned out. It's not going to work in the end if you go about things without God's will. Mm-hmm. You know, and my mom, you know, he gave other scenarios that I won't dive into there because it's personal um, and my mom, I asked her about the same thing. And she was talking about like, it's like going to a grocery store. You know, imagine she's like, imagine buying some bananas and, you know, trying to eat it before they're actually ripe. It's not going to taste well. It's not going to be of the same effect. And then imagine if you waited too long and now it's spoil. Right. You know, so regardless, things outside of their proper season are never going to be beneficial. Right. Uh, one thing she she also um, used when we were talking to her was, you know, like planting and like planting, you know, seeds and things like that she she was saying i'm trying to remember exactly what she said she said if the ground you could you could plant all the seeds you want but if the ground isn't fertile you're not going to bear any fruit yeah so yeah and that's and i think that, that the good thing about that is understanding um obviously many of us we don't grow up on farms you know and a lot of things parables in the bibles we don't understand in the bible we don't understand because we're not in that context but you know, it's a lot of sowing and reaping that's being spoken about in either the Gospels or New Testament or in Christianity in general. And, you know, when you plant in a certain season, it's expected that you're reaping a certain season. Right. Like how Jesus cursed the fig tree because, no, um, I wanted my fruit at this time. And because you didn't have fruit at this time, he just cursed the tree. You're not going to produce fruit ever. You know, but it's certain things like when you plant a apple tree, you don't expect to see an orange. Right. And you, don't, you also don't expect 10 years later after planting a seed that nothing happened. You know, mm. so... All the time went by. That means something was either wrong with the ground. It was never tended to or you rushed or you waited right. too long. You know, it's something about, you know, not waiting on a proper season. Were you going to say something? No, I, I was just getting too deep in the weeds here. But I, I was also thinking like sometimes you plant the seed and maybe the fruit grows, but then you pick it too early. Yeah. And, you know, I, it reminds me of when we were living in Virginia and man, Tavares loves some mangoes. <laughs> you, you can. Like, I have an addiction. First of all, this is Virginia. This is it's not Florida. It's not Jamaica. It's not a it's not I a tropical place. So first of all, I don't even know if Virginia grows um, mangoes. I don't, I don't know where they so. get it from. But we would go to the grocery store. This is a cute little grocery store called Wegmans. And hey Wegmans, if you're listening by any <laughs> chance, sponsor me. I will gladly do a mango commercial. Gladly. After I mention these mangoes, they probably have to sponsor you. <laughs> all right, let's keep going. But yeah, so the mangoes were always, and oh man, there were maybe one or two times where it came out perfect, but the mangoes, they seemed to be picked too early, and so yeah. it was sour, and it was really hard. And that's how some people eat it, apparently, but that is not at its, its peak, I should say. Right. You know, but um, so like Sapo said, the problem was... And it's like watermelons, like when they're trying to give you these fruits, and I guess maybe it's winter time, so it's like they probably sprayed it or something to get the watermelon to grow, but it was not ready yet. So it's like, it tastes like, well, not in a watermelon case, but like some of these fruits, it just tastes like water. It's no right. taste to it, you know, because mm-hmm. it just wasn't a season, you know. So, so I was mentioning the mangoes. We hope none of y'all fasting while you're listening to this. I'm sorry, but I buy mango <laughs> every, every, every weekend. I buy packs of mango, and it was like... Man, once every few months, if I get that pack, that was perfect. And if it was perfect, I finished it in like a day you or sure two. sure did. But it was just, you know, trying to get things out of their season. And in today's topic that we're talking about, Genesis 16, you know, where it's originated from, we see that this is where Abraham already had his promise from God. And God called Abraham in Genesis 12, I believe. 
And he's like, get out of your, your family, away from your kindred, get away from, um, you know, your town. And he's going to bless him. He's letting him know, yeah, I'm going to produce seed out of you. But by Genesis 16, I believe it was 10 to 12 years that already passed. And there is no child in sight for Abraham and Sarah yet. You know, so they're already old. Can you imagine how he felt? Get, the impatience and people around him were probably having children too. I, and- I believe Abram means, um, I think my pastor mentioned it recently, and he was saying, Abram means exalted father and Abraham is father of multitudes. Whatever it was, he already has a name that right. implies that he should have kids. So he's already expected to have kids. He can't pass on his name to anyone. And then his wife is getting older and you're seeing everyone else pass kids. And this is a day and age where the woman really has no purpose other than to produce seed. You know, they're not looked at of value. So they're probably feeling right. as though, man, is something wrong with us. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. No, no, no. I agree. I even think of even in today. That's the same thing. I think the reason why people rush, you know, rush God's blessing or um, they don't wait on God is because, you know, they see people around them. And like, it's not necessarily that today that's all women are, um, you know, that's all that they're looked at for. But it's a big thing. I mean, a lot of women want to have kids Mm -hmm. and a lot of women want to get married. A lot of men want to get married. And so... I think in the age of social media as well, it's so easy to to feel rushed because you see everybody else around you mm-hmm. um, prospering or being blessed by, you know, by, by you know, marriage and, yeah. and having kids and things like that. Yeah, man. And we see, you know, when it came to Sarah, you know, she she found an idea to help God, you know. And listen, God's will definitely understand, um, requires our, our effort. It requires our... Moving our feet. Faith without works is dead. We get that. But if God gave you a promise, he doesn't need you to sin to get the promise to come to pass. He doesn't need you to step outside of his will to get a promise to come to pass. And that's where Sarah found herself that God promises, yeah, I'm going to bless you all with a child. Sarah's going to have this child. It's going to be a child of the promise. And Sarah's just looking like, well, I don't see no promise. So Abraham, I have a maid, Hagar, this little Egyptian woman. I'm going to need you to go sleep with her. And Mm -hmm. The Bible doesn't mention Abraham argued at any point. Abraham gladly took her up on that offer um, because men are stupid. You know, so Abraham went. He doesn't mean that. <laughs> Mom, men, <laughs> all right, what I meant to say was uh, us men. Sometimes. We men. Uh, what, should I have said we men? It's the us male men. species. What, I don't know. Um, the male species, we can make some terrible decisions. And a lot of times we listen to our, we listen to our wife. Like the Bible you know, shows in many cases that men have like a positional authority, but the women have the emotional um, influence over the man. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, you know, she just told him to take it. He ain't asked no questions. He just took it. Abraham, he ain't get deceived. He was still just probably frustrated and waiting on God. His wife was just like, all right, you know, take this woman. And he just did it. You know, no questions, no arguments, right. even though he should have known that wasn't God's will. You know, and obviously things backfired, you know, so we see, you know, that this is like, the beginning of what happens when you step outside of God's will, mm-hmm. you know? So we want to mention, mention a few things that can definitely happen when we, we try to rush God's timing. And the first one I'll say is that emotions, your feelings will always mislead you. And I think it's important for us to understand that your your feelings are valid. You know, your frustrations are valid. Your emotions are valid, but they cannot control your life. Right. You cannot allow how you feel to determine what you do. You cannot allow how you feel to determine where you live, where you go to church or or even, you know, when I ask, when I talk to people about the scriptures and it's clear as they they're wrong in regards to a certain, you know, mindset on something 
And I'll say, yeah, I don't agree with you because the Bible says this. And you show them something clear in scripture and a person is going to say, well, I just feel like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, no, 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 no. The scripture says this. Like like you're talking to somebody and say they're not saved. Oh, no, I'm going to go to heaven. How do you know? Right. And they'll say, you know, I'm a good person. I know I go to. And then you show them a scripture. Hey, we're not good. (laughs) You know, Jesus is the only one that was good. You don't go to heaven because you're good. You go to heaven because God is good and because what he did and by obeying and submitting to his word. You know, so by you telling me, well, I just feel like God does. God is not going to send me to hell. That does not change what the scripture has already said. Right. Right. And I, I think that feelings also, like you said, they, they're misleading. Sometimes they can just guide you astray. And, and some people, you know, a lot of times um, I've seen it, especially in, 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 you know, in our churches or in, in circles I've been in where people say, well, I feel as though God is telling me this. Yeah. Like your feelings can be misleading because a lot of times or sometimes it's it's not God. It's those feelings. And you have to know how to differentiate the two. But it's so hard sometimes um, when you are just so caught up in what you want. Yeah. And so you just allow those feelings to make you, you allow the devil to convince you that it's God telling you that, you know, this, this, this is the right thing to do, or, um, you know, this is the right time when it's not. Yeah. And that's why I saw a quote that I always agree with that says, when your mind is made up, everything sounds like confirmation. Right. And that's why it's important that one, either wait for confirmation from other spiritual sources, wait until God gives you peace. Even if you're sure, don't rush your decision or things like that because it's so easy that you already know what you want. So it doesn't matter what God says, what your friend said, what your pastor said. Mm-hmm. You're going to do what you want when you've already decided, no, I'm making up my mind and this is what it's going to be. Because emotions will have you running back in relationships that's, that you asked God to free you from. You prayed and you fasted, God, I don't mm-hmm. need to be with this person. God, let me out of it. And God let you break up with them. It even ended bad. Two weeks later, you're calling them on FaceTime. You're unblocking them just so you can check to see if they're doing okay. Emotions will lie to you. You'll have you cutting off people because they didn't make you happy or because they confronted your sin or because they said something that you didn't like. And you'll cut them off when God was the one who blessed you with them in their life. You know, you'll be starting a business because everyone else is starting a business, not because God told you to. So you're trying to impress people rather than impact God's kingdom more. You know, you're jealous over people that you could be learning from or working with or helping, but all because emotions are leading you to make certain decisions. Whereas you weren't really ready for marriage, but because everyone on social media is married and pregnant, now you feel as though, well, I'm behind. It's my time. Nah, ain't no way I'm 35 and I ain't married yet. This is not God's will for my life. And it's just like, well, yeah, God made desire for you to get married, but was it that proper season? Right. Are you operating outside of his will? Did he already put someone in your life and you pushed them away right. and he's trying to help you get to where you need to be? You know what I mean? So emotions can can really destroy you without you even noticing. No, absolutely. I totally agree. When you said that, I, I thought that, you know, to myself that sometimes people allow feelings to uh, lead them astray or, you know, deceive them and they end up missing the opportunity that God has for them, you know, whether it's marriage, whether it's a new job or whether it's, and now maybe they've realized Mm -hmm. down the road that, hey, maybe I missed that opportunity. So then they take things into their own hands. So, you know, they feel as though, you know, at this point it's, it's, you know, they have to take control of the situation for themselves. So, yeah, I think Jeremiah seventeen nine, um, definitely a verse that will always make it clear about our heart and our emotions. It says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. 
who really knows how bad it is? You know, and many of us, I know my heart. I never do this. Oh, like, why would they do that? And we so easy to judge everyone else. And we act like we know what we never do. But you don't know how bad your your heart can lead you to make wrong decisions right. if you're not being guided by God's spirit. You know, so you always need God to guide you in all your decisions. You know, I saw some popular social media influencer, um, you know, make a post. I'm not sure if I mentioned it on here before. And they were like, oh, our hearts is not deceitful or whatever. And I'm just like, that's blatantly, that's blatantly dis- disregarding what the Bible says. Right. And I'm just like, listen, I don't care how viral these people are, how influential these people are. I'm going to get you off my page. Um, you know, I'm sorry, you know, if you're listening you're even to this episode, truth. but you're not spreading truth. And that was a person that I wanted to bring on a podcast as a guest. But I cannot, with a clear conscience, bring on people that are telling you, follow your heart rather than follow the spirit of God. Mm. You know, so it's just like we have to be realistic at the end of the day that our goal is always going to be, what is God saying? Right. Rather than, man, I'm frustrated, so let me make a move right now. But another thing that I want to mention is you'll always be left with regret when you ignore God's timing. I don't think that's something that a lot of people recognize. I'm going to read these verses and then I'll let Sappho speak. Um, Genesis 16, 1 through 4. I'll read it in the NLT. It says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said, Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go, go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So Abram had a sexual relationship with Hagar, and she became pregnant. Uh, sexual relation, sorry. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. So what comes to your mind when it goes there? And, and bear in mind, you can, I can always come back to you later, so don't feel like I put you on the spot. <laughs> Thanks, I, I, I know I did. I know I did. But... <laughs> you did. You did. No, um, I just think that, um, and I'm trying to gather my thoughts here because I was literally thinking of a, like a situation that we've recently been through that left us I, feeling I can go, regret. I can go and then. Okay. You, okay. Go ahead. You, you jumped on that offer a little bit too quick. But, <laughs> you know, in the scripture, you know, we see that, you know, they received the promise, you know, verbally, but they didn't get the child yet physically. You know, as time progressed, like I mentioned, you know, the frustration kicked in, you know, Sarah's, you know, probably seeing other women getting pregnant. She's confused. Well, I know we received a word from God. So why isn't it here? You know, and I'm sure that as you know, we call Abraham the father of faith. That doesn't mean that some days weren't, you know, weren't difficult for him. You know, so God gave him the promise and we see time is going by. And yet, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Sarai's like, yeah, let me do something to help God. And then she sends him to sleep with her maid. And then after this woman marries her husband as one of his wives and gets pregnant, now she starts mistreating Sarai. So we see now this woman is looking down on Sarai. Now she's looking like, she's probably thinking like, I got, I got a baby the first night with this man and you can't get nothing. Right. You know, we don't know how she was talking about her, but in Sarai's little brain, this is going to work out perfectly. And now the moment Hagar gets pregnant, Hagar treats her, treats her wrongly. And, you know, so my thing is, it's so easy for us to see something that looks like it's going to work in our favor until it actually, until we get what we actually ask and for. It blows up in our face. And it blows up in our face. So I don't know, you don't have to speak on a situation that blew up in your face, but I know you can speak to the fact that it's so easy to see how, 
you know, in our head, you, you know, thought it was going to be one thing. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Now you realize, man, that was a bonehead decision. Right. I think it's so much easier to see a situation when you're outside of yourself or you're outside of um, the picture. When you're removed from the situation, mm-hmm. you're like, man, you know, that wasn't a good idea. But even, you know, and we've mentioned this on the podcast before, I think it, it's, it's good to be transparent. Um, we had mentioned that, I, I think we did, um, you know, that we had left our church yeah. uh, at one point yeah, and we, at we the time it. we really we thought <laughs> we really thought that this was um this was a good idea we thought we were doing the right thing we thought it was gonna go well you know um but then we even just, thought we had proper reasoning right with other people saying of course you have proper reasoning. yeah we had proper reasoning but regardless of if we had proper reasoning or not if God wants us there right now, it that's where matter. we need it to be. It doesn't matter how much no, we reason about it. It don't matter what reasons you got because, you know, that's where he wants us. And I feel like at that point, after stepping outside of, you know, that church specifically, uh, we we felt um Kind of stagnant, kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. Regret, uneasy is like definitely you said, the word. You know, um, doing things our way or you know, doing things that's not on God's timing does leave you with feeling re- regret. And I felt like that was the biggest, um, um, I guess, the biggest key that showed me maybe we didn't do this the right way. We need mm-hmm. to pray about it and ask God, is this what He really wanted? Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I think we all have situations in our lives where we react too soon. And we react out of God's timing and it leaves us with a bad taste in our mouth. And at that point, you just got to step back and say, God, what what do you really want from me? Did I make a mistake here and how can mm-hmm. I fix this? Yeah, I think I think that's important. I think it's not too much I'll dive into on this because like you mentioned, this is something we kind of spoke about recently. But it's something that always ends up with regret. And the thing is, a lot of times we look at people, let's just say we look at someone who's in sin or someone who backslid or or we look at people on social media that we admire and we look at them like, man, they have it all together. Let me just go do this and I'll be just like them or I'll get what I what I want just like how they have. it. Yeah, but we don't know what other people had to do to get what they had. Right. So Sarai's looking like, yeah, if Hagar just gets the baby and give it to me, you know, this is our child. This is our promised child from God. So we'll look at someone else with a new relationship, with a new job or with a new business or with a, with a new whatever. And we just assume that it was a blessing when in reality it came with a lot of pain, a lot of confusion, a lot of things that God didn't sign them up for. You know what I mean? So it's so easy to compare yourself or to desire what you see someone else with, but you don't know how much they had to disobey God in order to get that. Right. And you, you know. might do the same. You might follow the same steps. And even then you might not get You might get not whatever. get it. Exactly. Because God doesn't want certain things to happen to us. And a lot of times we get certain things in our life that aren't good for us mm-hmm. because God is trying to teach us that, yeah, you never needed it. But because right. you decided you were going to demand and kick and fight and scream, I'll let you have it. But watch, it's going to backfire. And God is the type of God that he's not mean to you. He's going to allow you to see. Okay, you don't want to listen to me. You okay, really wanted it. go ahead and fall on your face. And then when you go and pray, I'll be right here to pick you back up. Because right. you yeah. didn't want to listen. Right. My my parents always said growing up, and I think it's more so an island or a Jamaican saying, all who don't hear must feel. Yeah. I talk to you over and over again. I say, do not do this. Do not do this. That's not good for you. That's not good for you. But you insist on doing the very thing I told you not to do. So in order, some some people have to learn from their own examples. And that, that saying is either going to go for, if you don't listen to me talk, you're going to feel my belt. Right. Or if you don't listen to me talk, you're going to eventually have to listen to the police talk to you. Right. And it's going to be way worse when you refuse discipline from me who loves you rather than discipline from the world who does not care about right. you. Right, and that's exactly how it is with God. 
Yeah, and you know, and I think many of us, you know, um, I'm I'm terrible at um, transitions. I don't even care anymore. But you know, sometimes we have these unresolved issues that we need to get settled. And I believe that this means many of us we need to take the time to prioritize our mental health and seek professional help. You know, because a lot of times I know a lot of people that you know we stigmatize this and we made it seem like ah oh, you're crazy, you're this, you're that. It's something to be ashamed about. But in reality, there's nothing to be ashamed about if you actually need mental help. You know, because it's better to you to get something addressed rather than you to struggle in silence. You know, so that's the reason I want to mention better help to you guys, you know, and I think it's great for Christians. It is a Christian platform. You know, they have things that Christians can specifically target in regards to their trauma, you know, their anger, their stress, you know, things that you've been struggling with in the past. BetterHelp is there to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment. The counselor can be contacted at any time and you can set up the phone or the video calls, however you may desire. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you're feeling burdened down, I want you to enjoy a more blessed and stress-free life. As one of our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash godly. And like my husband, I'm terrible with um, transitions. So <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that can take place when you do not uh, wait on God or you do things outside of God's timing is that you are left with consequences. And yes, he forgives, but you are still going to, you know, feel the, the effects of those consequences. You still have to endure them. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, they think that just because God is merciful means that the, the judges or the president is or the police officers. No, not necessarily. Like, yeah. it's possible that someone can be a murderer and they can get the same salvation that you got. But unfortunately, because of the the murder that they committed, that doesn't mean they don't they won't have to go to prison, you know. So it's not a matter of we're getting saved just to escape, you know, our bad decisions. No, God is God is trying to to save you in the midst of all the the, the wrong things that right. you did. So I, I know that's not something that's popular, but could you imagine? Ah, now I'll just mention it in a, in a scripture that's gonna come up soon. But you know, living for God doesn't mean. You know, you won't have to deal with the past. You know, the Bible mentions that we're new creatures in Christ. You know, we get our sins washed away in baptism. But but that doesn't mean that certain things just what won't follow us. And I think we need to grasp that because that's also a good thing, because no matter what comes along, that child out of wedlock or no matter what, you know, used to be a prostitute and whatever, you have some video out there you're ashamed of. It doesn't matter. You know, whatever you may have dealt with, God is not holding that against you. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean the things automatically get erased. It get erased from your your report. When God looks at you, he's not looking at your sin. So right. that's that's what it means when it's saying your sins are forgiven. People are still going to view you the same way a lot of them viewed you before. That doesn't mean God views you that way. God right. is not viewing you according to your sin. You know, so you're made free from, you know, the penalty of sin, but on earth we still have to deal with our consequences and as we can see with with Hagar, you know, perfect example is with the Abraham Abraham Sarai and Hagar situation. Abraham still had that child. God never intended for him to have that child. That was not what God meant when he said he had a child for him. The, ch- the God's plan was it, um, Isaac, but right. because of his disobedience, we ended up with Ishmael. You know, so the child of the promise is Isaac. God was always prom- um, always intending for the blessing to come through Isaac. 
And, you know, God is a good God. He still ended up blessing Ishmael. God made it clear to Hagar, I'm going to bless you and bless Ishmael because of the way Sarai treated you because of all the stuff that you endured. But there would have been no need for any of that. Right. If they just wouldn't have, if he would have told his wife, no, that's a bad idea. We're not going to do it. Or if his wife wouldn't have brought that idea up to him at all. Right. You know, so I think that's important for us to understand. And wasn't there something, when you mentioned Ishmael, wasn't there something about the lineage of Ishmael. Yeah, some God somewhere said. somewhere regards to Muslim. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Said what? No, no, no. I, I just don't remember. So there was something about um the lineage of Ishmael that the Bible says God said um you know would happen or I can't remember. I would have to find it um and tell you, but no, I I completely agree and I absolutely love the um the that scripture or that story. Um, to show us how, man, I'm telling you, some Bible stories really do show us how, you know, it's great examples. I think there's nothing new under the sun. And, you know, everything that we think sometimes that we go through things and the people back then and in, in other generations Never did not did. endure it. But that's not the truth. Look, this is a this is a prime example, you know, and people, you know, read these stories and sometimes we just read them to read them yeah. and say we read our Bible. But to learn the lesson from them and to see, you know, God showing us some of, you know, some some lessons through this. And I think that's just a very important story about the whole um, Hagar, um, Abram and, and Sarah. So, yeah, man, when we even think about the story of David and Bathsheba, David, you know, and I will say David is 100 percent at fault because Uriah's wife is just taking a shower. That's where women showered at the time. Let's not make it seem like Bathsheba was some, you know, prostitute trying to get attention. No, he um took the man's wife, got the man killed, you know, did all that. He managed to get the woman pregnant. Mm-hmm. And the Bible made it clear that God was not pleased, pleased with David's actions. That's Second Samuel 12, um, for anybody who wants to read that in context. But because of God not being pleased, now bear in mind, this is a scenario whereas the woman got pregnant and then God ended up killing the baby. Um, so I know that's not PG-13. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but it's scripture. Um And God was so displeased with the actions of the king. You know, he killed the baby. The Bible mentions that God sent a sickness for the baby to die. You know, and then after, you know, they had another baby and that was Solomon. God bless Solomon, obviously. But the point is that they were going to deal with the consequence, but God decided to end it. And I know there's a lot of people, and I know it's a sensitive subject that we may have to talk about in the future, but a lot of people are in church having sex, taking plan B's, hoping nothing happened getting abortions before that stomach grows. There's a lot of people in church that are in these shoes. God is not always going to step in and, and stop a baby from coming to pass. Right. So I don't know if anybody listening to this episode is like, man, I'm too ashamed to tell my family. Listen, if you are in that predicament, you made a bad decision, but the child is a gift from God. Right. You bring that child in the fear of God and you do right decisions from here on out. But I'm just showing you guys, there are different examples of consequences come. So David wanted that child to still come to pass. It was his child. And God said, no, because of your issue, I'm going to deal with you. And he punished them with that, you know, so you have to just learn that there are some consequences, you know, we cannot escape that. And the last thing we do want to mention, you know, leave it on a bright note, um, is that if God made a promise to you, he's going to fulfill it. You know, the Bible mentions in Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and it will not come to pass? And he shall not make it good? You know, and I think some of you guys need to just memorize that 
and repeat it to yourself and whatever translation you need until it's in your spirit that God is not like people. People are going to tell you something and not um, come to pass. People are going to promise you something and sometimes they let you down. People are going to be mean to you that you really love, but God is not like people. If he tells you, you are going to have a million dollars in your account tomorrow. You should be praising God today because even tomorrow when you see negative nine and you think the bank is about to give you the overdraft fee, you know, it has to come tomorrow because he told you it's going to happen. Right. You know, and obviously there are times when, you know, doesn't come about when, you know, when you expect it, but God is not going to, you know, um, let you down, you know, and some there, there's some things we won't understand about God. And definitely one of them is his timing, you know, because God exists in exists in eternity. We're in time, you know, so while we're in such a hurry, you know, um, we, we look at it like, like God is moving slow, but no, right. God is not moving slow. The Bible mentions in second Peter three, eight, that a day with God is like a thousand years. Right. So in reality, he's, he's been gone from earth for two lights for like two days. Right. <laughs> you know? I think, I think a lot of people, you know, I can't say, I hate you saying a lot of people. I, I think there are some, some people, some people. Yes. Yeah. I think some people rush, um, you know, rush trying to fulfill God's promise on their own. Let's put it like that. Um, because maybe they've, they convinced themselves or allow the devil to convince them that maybe God didn't really say that. Mm-hmm. Maybe God, it kind of like Adam, Adam, not Adam, even the, the yeah. serpent situation. And that's so easy to, to, you know, allow yourself to fall into that, that pit. And then once everything is said and done, um, after the fact, then you realize, man, I messed up because God really did say that. Yeah. I think that's a, that's one reason um, people people do that. I don't know if that's what was going through Sarah's head when she asked Hagar because God literally gave them a promise. And I, I don't know if she didn't believe it anymore at that point. Um, but even even though they messed up, sometimes even when you mess up, even when you do things your way, God still fulfills his promise in your life. Because it's not about you. It's about his it's will about coming him. to pass. Right. You know, and there's a lot of times he mentions that he blesses us for his namesake, not because of any good that we've done. Um, but I want to leave you guys with this scripture, Habakkuk 2 and 3. However you guys pronounce it, I say Habakkuk. Um, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. By the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. You know, and sometimes God doesn't give us all the details. You know, many men and women from God received a promise that it took them a while to get. Not just Abraham and Sarah. You know, the children of Israel knew they were going to go into the promised land. But because of, you know, all their complaining and whining and, you know, giving God a hard time, that couple week trip turned into a a couple decades, you know. So there's so many times that, you know, maybe God is waiting on you to get your heart and mind in line with his will before you can see some of these things come to pass, you know, you never really know, you know, what's going on, you know, because if God gave us every detail, honestly, there would be no reason for us to trust him. Right. We wouldn't have a need to pray. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to tell anybody God is a healer if we've never seen him heal someone. Someone had to be sick for us to know that God was able to heal them. Mm-hmm. Someone had to be broke before we knew that God was able to to provide. And someone had to have an issue before we can quote scriptures talking about how God is able to, you know, step in and be a refuge in a time of trouble. Someone right. had to realize that, man, life has to get rough before you realize how good God is sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we knew the day that we die, many of us, we live in sin. Me, I live in sin. Um, do whatever I wanted, and a few weeks or a day before, repent, be like, God, you know, 
God, um, today I commit myself to you. Right, all of a <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, because God is not giving you all the details because there would be no need to trust him. Right. You know, we want to care to spend time with God, you know, because we have all the answers that we need. But at the end of the day, we don't need all the answers. Um, I don't want to misquote this, but Andy Minio said something like the opposite of faith isn't um, doubt. It's when I have it all figured out. Because many of us, we think that oh, someone has faith opposite of somebody who just doesn't have faith at all. No, the person that's opposite of the person with faith is the person that knows everything. They don't need it. Because what do I need to have faith in right. if I already know what's about to happen? So the goal is not to have it all figured out. But the goal is to always trust God in the middle of all of our issues. Right. The issue is to, to know that God is with us no matter what we're facing. But right. before no. I wrap it up. Then... No, I agree. Um, shameless plug. There's a song if for those of you guys who are, you know, struggling with waiting or doing things out of God's time. Are you thinking about it? There's a song. It's an old song, so I don't even know if I should mention it, but it's called. Well, it goes right. The vision, make it plain that they shall run and not faint. For if the Are Lord said it. You talking about them good old choir songs? Yes. Maybe we got the 21st generation saints. These <laughs> people don't listen, listen to choir. To <laughs> uh, for the for the newer saints that are too young to care about the the, the blessed choir songs. Oh. Um, James Wilson, my boy, wrote a song called Wait, Wait on, on the Lord. Lord. Amazing. Yes. I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but Absolutely if you ever do, listen, bro, at least you know we love you on this podcast. <laughs> um, but Wait on the Lord is a beautiful song. You guys will definitely enjoy it. And yeah, man. So while we wrap this up, we're going to go ahead and finish up our our vacay and we'll see y'all when we see y'all. So if we don't see y'all on Patreon, I just want you to know you're going to have to repent for being disobedient to my, <laughs> my request week after week. But it is what it is. We still love you. But, ooh, Safa tried to time I'm it. Me. She tried to time it. They tried to time me on Patreon too, try to say peace. But I said, get out of here. Yeah, but we'll catch y'all later. We love y'all next Thursday. Peace. peace.